Hey everybody, welcome in Sports Plus Live. If you're watching this live on Thursday night, or the Sports Plus podcast from home, if you're watching this uh, or if you're listening to this on a podcast, I'm Corey Miller. We got a mod Hicks with us this week. Frank is off, getting ready for uh, Cardinals baseball. Speaking of Cardinals baseball, let's get right to that because it's coming up, Ahmad, in a week. We're going to be watching the Cardinals play somebody other than themselves, uh, which is actually going on right now at Bush Stadium, and it's still 0-0. Yeah, it Just how excited are you for their return of baseball? We've been talking about it so long. It's finally here. I think everybody is excited for the Cardinals' return. I mean, can't, can't, have you ever had a summer in St. Louis without Cardinals baseball? You know, it just hasn't felt right. It almost doesn't feel like the middle of July right now, so we're all ecstatic that baseball is coming back. I mean, I've been tuned in to these uh, intra-squad scrimmages like none other, you know, just trying to see what the Cardinals have in store for this year. I'm a big fan of KK Kim right now, and Adam Wainwright looks stellar. So, I mean, I'm excited. I can't wait for next Friday. I'll tell you this, the pictures look great. It's not so much. I don't know what to read into that. Um, I, I'd like the offense to look a little bit better, Man. even though we know the Cardinals have a good pitching staff. Are you taking, do you take anything away from this, or is it just, okay, they're getting ready. We'll see what happens when actual games start. I mean, I'm just looking at it as them shaking off some rust, getting to go against live batters, and uh, that's about it. That's the only thing I'm taking out of this. I'm not thinking too much into it. I mean, they're going up against their own team. So, you know, you, you, you know each other's strength, strengths and weaknesses, you know. So can't think too much on it. Uh, I think next week is when we can start judging when they play Kansas City. Tonight they've got some uh, pumped-in crowd noise going. I thought I wasn't going to like it. But I watched uh, a few innings there. I, I don't hate it. It sounds okay. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. There's a lot of other changes this year. The DH, the weird uh, extra inning rules. Are you fine with all of these changes just so we get baseball? Is there anything you're really not liking? I mean, I'm... I would love to see the pitchers bat. I think that's just something that we all enjoy, especially when a pitcher gets a home run. But, I mean, it is what it is. At this point, we've been without sports for almost four months, so I'll take whatever type of baseball they want to give us. So if you put, you're putting a runner on second in extra innings or DH, whatever, give it to me. I'll take it all right now. We need something more to talk about, you know? If uh, you're just tuning in and you're uh, watching this live on Thursday night and you got a question or a comment, uh, leave it below. We'll try and get to it. Talking Cardinals right now. A lot of questions uh, around this team. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of questions for everybody right now. The biggest one being, obviously, the virus and if we'll even get uh, a season completed. But when you look at the Cardinals, what's the one thing that maybe stands out to you? Uh, Frank and I have talked about this a lot. But what's just your thing? The Cardinals have to do this right to make it to the playoffs. Pitching. And they have to play defense. Uh, I feel like their pitching has to be stellar. Uh, there's still a lot of questions, I feel like, in, in their lineup as far as the bats are concerned. I mean, I, I know we're optimistic that some guys will turn the corner and, you know, if they find the right groove that they'll be okay. But I think what we need to see is pitching. And pitching needs to be stellar if we want any chance to win a World Series. I know you and I talked about it last year uh, in their playoff run. I said, man, their bats need to come alive. And uh, they need to do that in order to win. But you said you have to be able to pitch. Uh, and I think that's that's what they'll have to do. And they have plenty of depth, I feel like, you know, from Jack Flaherty to Miles Michaelis to Wayno to KK Kim if he cracks the lineup, uh, Dakota Hudson. So I think they have plenty of pitching depth, and I think their starters will need to go deep into innings to later um, in the season that we get into. Yeah, they showed some of that depth yesterday. Austin Gomber 
uh, impressed everybody right? if, if they had forgotten about him. He hasn't pitched in a, a long time. I mean, he and Daniel Ponce de Leon, I'm working on a story right now, actually. Those two could be in the starting staff for probably about 80% of teams in the majors, and they're about 8th and sure. ninth on the depth chart for the Cardinals. So even if there's bound to be injuries, bound to be maybe a few guys test positive, that pitching depth is going to be there. We'll see if the offense decides to show up this year. You know, that's a big question, Corey. And we still want to know, like, what are the Cardinals going to do with Dylan Carlson? I think we all know they're going to keep him away for the first week or so uh, so they can have that extra year. But, I mean, you get, there's a lot of questions. Who plays in right field? Who starts in center field? Who plays in left field? I mean, I think we know about the, the infield situation. Goldie, you have Wong, you have DeYoung, you have Carpenter. If he can turn over a new leaf and be the Carpenter of old, I think you have a solid lineup. And then it's just a matter of who's going to contribute every night in the outfield. We hope it's Dylan Carlson. We've seen a lot of promise out of him, but you just don't know what he's going to be like when he sees actual MLB level pitchers. Uh, so, you know, it, it's a lot to be too determined uh, to be determined right now, but feeling optimistic about this season uh short 60 games i feel like they have enough pitching to at least get them to the playoffs michelle on facebook saying she doesn't like the man on second base to start extra innings i agree with her there uh we'll see we'll see how that plays out although i have to say some of those times when you're sitting there watching an 18 and i love baseball probably more than anybody i know but you do. Sitting there watching the 18, 19, and game, I'd kind of be okay if we could end it a little sooner. Exactly. So maybe I'll change my tone like, on that rule. I think it was the one um, in Arizona last year where I like went to sleep and woke up yeah. and they were still playing the game, and it's just like okay. And those I did the same thing. Put a <laughs> right. So put a runner on second. A single could end the game. We could get it over in the tenth inning. Everybody can go to bed on time, and we don't have to wake up at three the end of the game we don't want to see that and you don't need those type of games right now Corey. i know you're not a fan of it but right now you think about it we're playing 60 games all right so say for instance you don't have a runner on second and it, we go 16 17 18 innings just think about what that's gonna do you know down the road who's gonna pitch the next game our relievers gonna be able to rebound you know because we have a game essentially every single day so i think you kind of need that to speed up the games and get them over with you're right, and I think I, I might change my tune. Let's. Uh, Frank and I have talked about who our, our guy to maybe buy stock in this year is. Who could break mm. out? Who could have a big year? Him and I both think Matt Carpenter is going to turn it around and have a big year, and the Cardinals need him to do that. Who's your guy you're maybe yeah. buying a lot of stock in now you think is going to have a big season? You know, one guy who I'm a huge fan of his – Colton Wong, and for some reason, him and Paul DeYoung. I just paired them together because of the work that they do in the middle of the infield. Colton, I think he may be batting in that leadoff spot, and I think, you know, now is the time to kind of make that next step, you know, show people that you can do things at the plate. And then Paul DeYoung, um, we've seen him do really good things so far in this summer camp and spring training 2.0, and this is a guy that started out on fire last year and then just couldn't piece everything together at the end of the year so I think he had a long offseason and a long COVID delay to think about how he needed to improve at the plate so I think that's a you know a guy to bat right after Paul D. I mean um, Goldschmidt and you know if he can have a big season man that's a lot of pop you know in the middle of the lineup. DeYoung's gonna be counted on a lot like you said probably hitting fourth behind Goldschmidt and I mean mm -hmm. he showed up big in spring training down in Florida. He's been good so far in mm -hmm. what we've seen here at Bush. 
it seems like mm -hmm. some rest did him well. And maybe in a, a shorter season like this, I think he could really break out. Exactly. Let exactly. And I, I mean, and, and, and you, you know, and Paul DeYoung is a young guy, too. I think he needed that season last year to kind of wake him up a little bit, show him a little bit of a slump and be able to bounce back and become a true professional. So I think the sky's the limit for him. Sandy saying she was listening to the game. And she loved the pumped-in fan noise. And I I thought I was going to hate it. I thought, oh, this is going to be hokey. But it sounds, I don't know, it just sounds kind of normal, which is nice right now. I mean, if you think about it, for us at home, you really don't hear the fans unless, you know, an out or something crazy happens. Baseball is relatively quiet in between innings. So you're normally listen, listening to Danny Mack the entire time or, you know, whoever else they have on. So I think with the crowd noise added in, mixed in with Dan McLaughlin, I mean, I think it'll sound just like a normal baseball game besides the fact that we see a bunch of empty seats everywhere. So the Cardinals are coming back about a week from uh, tomorrow. Actually, we're recording this Thursday. A week from Friday, they'll be back against the Pirates at Bush Stadium. Then not long after that, excuse me, the Blues are heading up to Edmonton to try to repeat. So let's talk some Blues hockey. The bubble up there, I think, is going to be uh, an interesting concept. Baseball not doing the bubble. They'll be traveling around. Hockey players are going to be uh, contained in that one kind area. And Tarasenko said... Today, all he needs is uh, food and a bed, and he just wants to play hockey. Uh, I think if any team is equipped to come through uh, a tournament like this, it's going to be the Blues. What do you think about their chances? I mean, you have to love their chances. This is the you know second team in the NHL as far as points are concerned, right behind the Boston Bruins, and you know a team that was leading the Western Conference. They had hit a little rough patch right before the COVID break, but then they got it back together and they were finding their rhythm. And I think you know you give guys time to rest up. You know, hockey they have a lot of unspoken injuries that we never hear about, uh, so you give them a lot uh, an opportunity to rest their bodies, heal up, recharge, get that energy. Um, and I think with this team and the style of hockey that they play wear you down, beat you up. I think this is fit for the Blues. I, I think, you know, with the addition of Tarasenko back into the lineup, I mean, the sky's the limit. That guy, he played in 10 games this year, and he had 10 points. Last year, he had 68 points total, not including the playoffs. So, I mean, this is like instant production when he comes in. Hear that, you know, with Ryan O'Reilly and everybody else that we have, and if Bennington can live up to the hype again, I don't see why they can't win again. You talked about Tarasenko, and uh, his interview session today was fun. He's happy to be back, <laughs> and everybody on the ice said it looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Now, every team no. has been able to get healthy, but not every team is bringing back a Vladimir Tarasenko. So if he can even exactly. be sort of the guy he has been, this is a huge shot in the arm for the Blues, and I think he's going to be even better than that because he's motivated. He's ready to get back and prove himself. He wants that second one. He said at the beginning of the year, one isn't enough. So now he's got a chance to go no. out and prove it. And, you know, I saw Tarasenko today. I was out at the Blues practice, and, man, he was flying around. He was going in and out of cones. His stick work was phenomenal. Not too many Blues were beating Jordan Bennington. Granted, it was just practicing. He didn't take every every shot seriously. But Tarasenko, I felt like he scored every other time he shot the puck at the net. Now, don't quote me on that, but it's pretty close to it. And he looked really good. He was flying around. So I think Blues fans will be happy when they get a chance to see Vladimir Tarasenko back in action. I witnessed him today, and 91 looks like he's back. 
I, I've been thinking about this. If the Blues wouldn't have won the Stanley Cup last year, I would be just really upset right now because, yes, they're going to try it. They're going to give it a chance at resuming, but it's not guaranteed mm-hmm. it's going to make it all the way through, and it's not guaranteed even if the Blues won, they wouldn't get any home games, and they could win the Cup mm-hmm. in front of nobody in Edmonton. But we got all that last year, so it does feel a little bit better that, okay, let's just see what happens. We already got one in the bag. At least that's how I'm kind of feeling. Yeah, I mean, I, if any sports fan who hadn't had a Stanley Cup or a championship in forever, yeah, you're going to be grateful for one. But I think what we have right now, you can't help but to think what if, all right? So they have a legitimate chance to repeat like we talked about. And I think they have to go at it. I mean, yeah, it's cool they won last year. But, Corey, think about it. This team has been on fire the entire season, been one of the best teams in the NHL. And, yeah, they won last year. But then all we'll think about is, Man, what if they finished that season? What if that team could have played in the Stanley Cup? And that's all we're going to be thinking about 20 years from now, you know? So I, I want to see them finish it. I hope everyone can stay healthy. I hope no one gets sick. Obviously, we know the coronavirus is serious. But I'm hopeful that everything will go according to plan and the Blues have a chance to repeat because they deserve a chance to defend their title. Let's get to some uh, other sports that... Maybe a little further off than uh, baseball and hockey, but plans are already being put in place and they're having to adapt. High school and college sports, especially football, just today, St. Louis County had to roll back uh, youth sports to they can only play against each other and it's like drills, no real com- competition. Uh, I don't know. So we do have some time, but I, I'm worried about the high school season. I'm really worried about the college football season. What are you feeling right now on that front? Look, I'm going to make a bold stance, and I know a lot of high school athletes, I know a lot of high school parents, and a lot of high school coaches won't agree with me. But look at it like this. Look at all the measures professional athletes are going through right now. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLS, you name it. They all have these testing protocols. They're getting test results within 24 to 48 hours at some point. You know, they have places to quarantine for these players. And, you know, it's millions of dollars on the line for those people. Then we talk about athletes, all right? They don't even know if they're going to have school this year. So how can you have a season and keep everybody safe when you can't even have these kids in your building to go to school and to learn and they don't have testing? And the thing is, yeah, you can have questionnaires to fill out for your players to see their symptoms. But as a high school football player or a high school athlete in general, you're not always going to tell the truth because you want to play. I suffered concussions in high school and I lied to my trainer during a game. It was like, no, I'm fine. You know, so. So that's what you have to worry about and the whole thing that they talked about at the beginning was yeah young people you know are able to bounce back from this but what about their parents what about the referees what about the coaches on the team you know it i want football back i'm a huge football fan i can't live without football at least i don't think i can but i'll find a way to manage and i think they'll have to find a way to manage uh as far as college um who knows, man? That's a billion-dollar industry. The NCAA just took a huge loss with the NCAA tournament. So I don't think that they want to take another loss with football. So maybe if we don't have it in the fall, then maybe you see it in the spring. But I feel like they get that football season in some way, somehow. I agree with you. I'm thinking high school is going to be tied to whatever happens with the schools. Like, how is that even going mm-hmm. to work if they can't send kids to school? How are they going to to rationalize 
them playing high school football games or any sport for that matter. So and something, I'm worried about and high school sports this year. Yeah, go ahead. And something else to think about when you talk about high school sports like Missouri, they're going by a COVID task force here, you know, comprised of doctors and experts. Well, in Illinois, they're going by the government. So games that we were anticipating on seeing this year, you have the Edwardsville versus DeSmet, Edwardsville versus CBC. Then you also have East St. Louis versus CBC and DeSmet. And East St. Louis was supposed to go to California to take on St. John Bosco, a national powerhouse in high school football. We might not even have those games because when the season gets to it, in September, they may say, hey, you can only play Missouri teams and you can only play Illinois teams. You can't travel out of state. So we're going to be robbed of some of the games. I feel like that's not official, but I feel like it's coming. And so like Coach Reed said for Luther North earlier today, he said, if we get a chance to play football, be happy. Don't. It doesn't matter who you get a chance to play. Kids still have an opportunity to get a scholarship. So I think a lot of inner city kids need the season, but I think it's also an opportunity for them to start looking at plan b what am i gonna do outside of sports you know to master something else so you know it's a bittersweet moment for a lot of people right now man yeah i'm gonna miss if they don't get to play that dismet east st louis game that'd probably be one of the best games <laughs> in the entire country when it comes to high school mm -hmm. football you've been on this uh, a lot what are these kids trying to do maybe if they're not going to have a season and they still want to get recruited and go play in college well, the first thing they have to do is take care of their academics because you can't go to college if you don't take care of your academics. Uh, Kavon Billingsley from East St. Louis last year had a scholarship on the line for Mizzou. Uh, he didn't qualify academically, and he made a tweet the other day and said, um, you know, for all those athletes out there who go to school to play sports, go to school and take your academics seriously. He said because he went to school to play sports and not take his academics seriously, and he didn't get a chance to go to Mizzou this past year. So he had to go to a community college to get his grades together. And then he may be awarded an opportunity to go to Mizzou. So I think kids need to focus on academics, man. Sports is, you know, fun. Uh, it gives you lifelong memories. You, you get to some unforgettable experiences with your friends and family. But at the end of the day, the ball is going to go flat one day. Unless you're an NFL player or, you know, a professional athlete in the making, the ball is going to go flat one day. So utilize this time to find something else or to educate yourself to help you make league type of money without playing in the NFL or NBA or whatever type of professional league that high school athletes desire. So academics is my big thing. They need to focus on academics right now. That's a really good point. All right, last thing here. Got a, got a shout-out Ahmad. Uh, he uh, hit the links on the golf course for the first time ever. A couple weeks ago, we went out <laughs> to Forest Park. And I, I'm going to commend him for never golfing on a golf course before. Ahmad was maybe the best golfer I've seen for a first time. Uh, I, I, think, I think he got the itch, too. I think he wants to keep doing it. Yeah, Corey's just being modest right now. I was okay. He gave me a couple redos on some shots, so if it wasn't for him, we probably would still be, at, still be at the first hole. But no, I mean, dude, I feel like I have an addiction to that already, and we haven't even been back, but all I can think about <laughs> is just going to the driving range and, you know, just squaring it up. And, you know, you gave me a couple pointers, and I watch golfing videos now where I see stuff on Instagram, and I'm like, okay, his arms aren't extended. Okay, he's standing, he's bent over too much. He needs to stand up a little bit. So I'm learning, Corey. I'm trying to pick up everything that I can through social media so next time we go out there I can t make a couple strides and get better. We've both been watching uh, St. Louis native Jason Tatum 
who's taken up golfing here recently. <laughs> He's down in the bubble at Walt Disney World. It seems like that's all he does now. He went out and broke a club mm-hmm. accidentally, it looks like today, so hopefully we never get there. Yeah, I know. I don't want to get there, but Jason did tell me when I interviewed him, he said that he started one day and it just took over. And now I feel like he didn't say he goes every day, but he tries to go as much as possible. And that's pretty much every day that he can go golfing. And I feel like, Corey, you almost have me right there. I feel like after the next time, I'm going to be like, we have to go every other week. Next summer, look for Ahmad Hicks on the PGA Tour, uh, pairing up with Ricky Fowler and Brooks Kepka. All right, everybody. And Tiger uh, Woods, you know. Thanks for tuning in this week. Oh, go. And Tiger Woods, of course. Uh, yep. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, whether you watched uh, live on uh, Facebook or YouTube or uh, if you listen to this on the Sports Plus podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week where uh, just a couple days before the Cardinals get back.